um, you know, to understand how to become free from fear, first I guess we're going to talk a little bit about fear, where it comes from, um, and how pervading it is, and how entrapped we are in it. So, um, uh, the one of the first things we tell people is that uh, we teach them about who they are. And this is just in itself, um, you know, quite a very interesting and um, thought-provoking subject. And we're not going to go really too deep into that uh, today because we want to talk about fear. But it relates, so I've got to talk, you know, just um, speak a little bit about that. And uh, so, you know, most people, they consider themselves, they think they know who they are. You know, if, you, if I ask you who are you, you'll just go and tell me. You have, you know, you have no doubt that I am a female or I'm a male, I'm this age, I'm this um, sex, I'm from this country. And this is, you know, we have our, what we think is our identity. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the first things we learn in, in uh, yoga philosophy is that I am not the body. The body that I am wearing, the female body, the male body, the Caucasian or black or whatever it is, uh, that's just a suit of clothes that I have on. It has nothing to do with who I am at all. Uh, just like, you know, you have nothing to do with what car you're in. You know, you're, you might be in a, 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 a Hyundai Getz today and tomorrow you might be in a BMW, but you're still the same person in both those cars, right? So we go from childhood to um, uh, youth to young adult to ad adult, middle age, gradually into old age. We go through all these different bodies, but we're the same person in all those bodies, right? So, um, you know, you can remember things that happened when you were, you know, three years old and five years old and ten years old. And yesterday, it's the same, you're the same person there, you had all these different bodies on. The body you have on today is not, um, it's not an older body, scientifically speaking. It's a completely different body. Every single cell, every single molecule that you had in your body, um, you know, even five years ago, is completely gone. All the hair that you had on then is gone, all the, na the nails, the, the skin, everything is all gone. The, the whole body goes through this met metabolizing metabolism process and uh, you're there in the middle and it's, it's all happening around you. So um, this is a very long subject, uh, but you know, I just wanted to touch on it briefly, is that we are not the body, we are actually the, the spirit soul that's within the body. The body is made of matter, um, material energy that we can measure, but the soul is uh, spiritual in essence. And just like the sun, you have the sun, the sun globe, and then you have the sun rays emanating from the sun globe. We are the sparks of God within uh, the body. We're entrapped, encased in a body. And we're not different, um, in, you know, in some ways, in some, uh, we can say, some people say that we are God. and, and in the sense that, yeah, okay, you know, like the sun ray cannot be separated from the sun, right? Like, you know, if someone, say, if someone says they're lying in, on the beach, they're lying in the sun when they're, you know, on, on the beach sun tanning, um, they're, 
you can say, yeah, they're lying in the sun. They're not lying, right? They're, it's true, they're lying in the sun. But they're not lying in the sun, right? Because if they're lying in the sun, they wouldn't be, you wouldn't, there would be no body left. Right? So, so, uh, so there's a difference between the sun globe and the sun ray, right? The sun ray, it has the same qualities as the sun, where it's warm and it's probably a circle shape, you know, if you get that right down to it. And uh, it's yellow, I guess. Right? It has the same qualities as the sun, a little photon or a little spark of light, a little ray of the sun. Uh, but it's not, and it is the sun, right? But at the same time, it's not the sun, right? So just like that, the living beings, us within the body, uh, we are God, but we're not the supreme God. You understand? So um, this is like a lot of people kind of get... Uh, lost at this point, they have they have uh, you know they have an understanding that I am Brahman or I am spirit, spirit spiritual energy, but then they mistake then mistake themselves to be the supreme Lord God, which is a mistake. Because we are minute, we're small. We don't have the same just like the photon doesn't have the same power as the sun. The living being, the, the jiva atma, the small spirit soul, doesn't have the power, the intelligence, uh, the beauty, the fame, whatever. All the qualities that we have, we have in minute proportions, right? Whereas God has these in full. Um, so because we're small, in essence, we have this... Um, tendency to be covered up by illusion. We don't know who we are. We get stuck in these bodies. Things happen that we don't want to happen, right? Because because of our powerless nature um, or very minute power, uh, material nature is stronger than us. You understand that? So um, we're in a kind of a interesting situation because God has a will and we're sparks of God, we also have a will. But because we're minute, our will is not all powerful. Right? There's a stronger will that's stronger than us. And um, because of that, we're subject to fear. Right? If, if, if we knew that our will would happen all the time, then there would be no fear, right? Fear comes from this understanding that I'm not all-powerful and things that I don't want to happen very well might happen, right? So, uh, you know, the, the, the person who, who thinks that I am the Supreme Lord, that I am God, and, and this, I'm, you know, you might think this sounds ridiculous, but in the yoga, if you go to like 80% of the yoga retreats or seminars, deep in their teachings, they don't, they don't you know, say it outwardly in the beginning, but they, they, they'll have this idea that I am, there's no force greater than me, I am the Supreme. And so they live in this world with this kind of, um, they try to imagine that they are uh, 
all-powerful and that things happen because they want it to happen. But um, all day long, they're fighting the reality that actually things happen whether or not I want them to happen or not, right? Uh, they have to stop at the red lights. Uh, you know, rain ruins their um, functions that they have in the you know park or whatever, and they get old even though they don't want to get old. All these, you know, they get diseases. They, they, they all these, all these things happen that they don't want to happen, right? Because they are under the control of a more powerful force. Okay. So. Um, because we're under the control of a more powerful force, we uh, struggle because we know that at any time this more powerful force will, can act in a way that's different than we want to happen, right? Like, <clears throat> for example, um, like at the example I gave, like we can, you know, Sometimes we have these events where we plan to have these kirtans and stuff outside, and we plan for months ahead of time. Like it's a full, like I did this full moon kirtan in Sydney when I was living there, and it was completely dependent on the weather. Like if it rained, the whole month of planning would have just been a waste of time. So you know, I have no control over the the weather. Um, so there's this fear there that okay, well, you know, it might not happen because you know. I'm not, I'm not in control of it. So um, we're stuck in this position where we have a will, a very strong will, but we have forces that are dominating us. So this is where fear comes from. <laughs> so you know, um, and and we don't even realize how, like, how much this fear, it's. It's such a big part of our day. It's like, it's so inescapable, and it, it's so. It's it's just a constant bummer that we. It's just there all the time. Like, uh, just you know, anytime you desire anything, anytime you have a, you want, doesn't matter what it is, a, a beautiful girl or ice cream or a, a job or, anytime you have a, a desire for something, there is. Uh, you always have this fear. Automatically, when you have a desire, there's a fear there, right? You, you, you want to enjoy, you want to enjoy ice cream, so you go to the store, to the ice cream, um, to Kohl's or whatever, and then you open the, f the freezer there, and then immediately there's this fear, which one should I get? I don't want to get the wrong one and not enjoy as much as I want, you know, as I, I know I could if I got the right flavor. And you know you got the one that you know your go-to one, but then there's this other one that is new. It's got like caramel and it's salted caramel or something, and it's like you know, uh, should I go for this one or not? Yeah. So, so there's automatically there's this fear there, and then so then then you you uh, you know you go and get it, whatever. You go home, eat it, and then so you're wanting to enjoy, right? That's your purpose of of getting it. So you're eating ice cream, and then you know halfway through or three quarters of the way through, you're feeling there's another fear. What's that? It's nearly gone, and I didn't get the enjoyment that I wanted. It's, it was almost there, and I didn't get it. And then it's gone, and then there's another fear. What's that? Yeah, am I going to get fat from this now? 
so, or like you can, you know, you, you can imagine like, um, you know, or we don't have to imagine, we know from our own experience, there's somebody we, uh, some, you know, for, for the guys that are here, some beautiful girl walks by and, and or not just walks by, but hangs out with, you, with your friends and you want to get to know her or whatever. And, and uh, well, there's some more fear there. It's like, is she going to like me? Or is she with someone already? Or, 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 you know, as soon as I have a desire, automatically with the desire, there comes fear, right? And then, and then it just goes on from there. It's just one more fear after another. I take her, I take her out. Am I looking? Am I all right? Did I say something stupid? Um, you know, is she going to like my car or, you know what I mean? Like there's just an endless amount of fear you know, from the guy's side and the girl's, the girl's doing the same thing, has the same thing from her side, you know? And then, uh, like, hey, so you get together and then you're both maybe attached to each other, you both love each other, and then there's another huge fear is that what if I lose this person, right? So you're afraid before you got it, you, when you have it, you're afraid you're going to lose it. And then after it ends, now you're in anxiety because of that. It, you know, so many, am I going to find somebody else? Is, you know, you have so many anxieties, right? So um, it comes with this desire is this, this fear there, right? And then, I mean, we can go on all night. Like, uh, you know, there's, you know, we want to take a vacation, right? <laughs> You, you, people take, people, uh, you know, it's, we, I, I, I shouldn't laugh, but you know, it's like those of us who have been, have been fortunate enough to um, have been, we have this process of bhakti yoga and we experience great restfulness and great peacefulness, uh, great pleasure from it. Uh, when we see how people try to relax, it's, it's sad, it's, it's sad, it's not really comical, but, um, you know, it's like, the, people go on vacation, they go to vacation because they want to relax from their stress and their anxiety and whatever, they want to just forget about the whole thing and go on vacation. The first thing that happens is, you know, you go through the, the gate, pat you down, make sure there's no bombs on you, you know? And then, then you, you, you get strapped into the seat in this, you know, in this big fake metal bird and, and you're thinking, please don't crash out of the sky. And, you know, it's just like full of anxiety and then you get to Bali or whatever and you're worried about someone ripping you off. And I mean, it's just like you're trying to get a vacation here. You're trying to relax, right? And this is how they relax. This is what they try to do is they try to go on vacation and the whole time it's just, you know, more stress. So... Uh, and then you have this big one, the fear of death. Death. It's you. You have. You can get all these. You know, things may be somewhat in order. You may not. But then you have this thing that you're always. You don't know what it's all about, and uh, it's coming. You know, it's coming. There's no doubt about it. And shit, like. It's, it's a stressful thing, right? You don't know what's going to happen. You drive by the cemetery and you're going to, like, what are those guys experiencing now? And so, uh, 
So if you want to become fear, free of this fear of fear of fear, it's not going to be a light thing. You're not going to be able to uh, think your way around it. Like some people, they try to do this thing called living in the now, where they imagine that I don't care about the future, I don't care about anything, I, don't, I have no fear, I'm just going to live right now. You can't think your way around the desire to act, or that you're, you can't, that your desires, your inner desires, and your, your will is so strong, you're not going to be able to uh, mentally overcome that with some type of psychology. It's just not going to work. This fear is so deep-rooted in you that some kind of mental trick is not going to solve your problem. So, but there is a solution to it. But it's not cheap. In other words, your whole perception of the way you see things, the way you um, are living, is going to have to change if you want to solve the problem of fear. You're not going to be able to just think your way around it or do some mental trick. You know? So, should I tell you or what? Because I don't think some, you know, I don't think people are, most of the people here are not going to be able to, to really understand or, you know, take it. But I'm going to say it anyway just because I'm hoping that some of you will be able to at least um, consider it when you go home. Because we are minute sparks of God, us trying to have our will be done is a cause of great fear. <clears throat> In order to become free of fear, you must become a yogi. What is yogi? What is yoga? A yogi means someone who's experiencing yoga. Does anybody know what yoga means? Yeah? Union? Union, yeah. It means union. So, you might, union, what is that? What is the union of this, of this soul with the Supreme Soul? Some imagine that that union simply means merging into the Supreme Soul and becoming the Supreme Soul. And then, but then their philosophy, it gets, um, I guess the word is maybe embarrassed. When they try to act, they, they experience, they try to imagine that they are the supreme, and then they act in this world, and then they experience themselves being trampled, squashed, their will, um, what they want to happen doesn't happen, and they become extremely frustrated that I'm supposedly God, yet there's nothing is going my way. Actually, that's not yoga. Yoga doesn't mean uh, remembering that you are God. 
Yoga means this union of, is of the soul with the supreme soul is the union of love, the union of will. In other words, I find out what is God's will, and I unite with that. I make God's will my will. I give up my own will, in other words. Not that I, not that I lose my will, but I don't care for my own individual desires because I am fixed up in God's will. That is, that is yoga, finding out what is God's will and becoming one with that. The yogi, he experiences great happiness, unimaginable happiness in this union, this connection with God is is people don't have people cannot you cannot imagine it you cannot enter into it with your mind but when the soul dovetails her will with the will of the supreme the heart of that soul lights up with boundless joy boundless happiness so much so that they don't whatever desires they have they don't even care for them because they get, they get so much happiness from dovetailing their will with God. This is very difficult to understand, but it's possible. This is the, the goal of yoga, the meaning of yoga, is to come to this position where I'm one with God. I'm, I, in other words, I'm one in love, one in purpose, one in will. I'm an instrument for God's will. This is linking up. This is yoga. Not trying to imagine that I am God and that and or this other some you know in this world a lot of times when, when people try to when you, people have a relationship with God in this world it's often a relationship where God is my servant so I have I have um, my will I want a new car I want this beautiful wife I want um, uh, you know this football team to win or whatever so I pray to God please let my team win or please let me get this. So I have my will, and I use God as a, a way to, you know, I get his will. I want his will to be dovetailed with mine, right? But that's not yoga. Yoga means I take, I dovetail my will with his. This is the, this is the ultimate um, perfection of life. The whole yoga system is meant to gradually elevate a person's consciousness so they are experiencing this oneness. This is yoga, this, this oneness with God. Because we are small, because we are minute in power and intelligence, and, in, and our, our will is not supreme, uh, this, is the, this is the only um, uh, possible relationship that we can have that Yeah, if we want to know God, that's the only relationship that you can have, is as a servant. So, such a person who's experiencing this oneness or this union has no more fear because he's linked up with the supreme will. The supreme will uh, is always done. So there's no possibility of things going not my way because... You see what I'm saying? Because 
if the will of God is always done, which it is, and I link myself up with it, then there's no possibility of failure and no reason for fear, right? Um, so this is the only way that you can uh, alleviate or remove this fear and become fearless. So the, this, is, this may sound like chalk, you're, you know when you have like your fingernails against a chalkboard like that? It may sound like really terrible to us because we ha our will is so strong and we don't like being told what to do and, and we don't like thinking that there's somebody above us and we have this, this you know, it's hard, right? So uh, the process of bhakti yoga, and actually the whole process of yoga, is meant to gradually uh, help us come to this. Right now we're in a disease condition where we're, we're trying to enjoy separately from God. We're trying to have our own will be done, and this is causing us fear and frustration and anger. Uh, so, but we're addicted, or we're, we're so conditioned in this way, and it's such a strong groove that we can't lift ourselves out of it, right? We can't, we can't just give ourselves the desire to be one with God, because we don't have that desire. But we may know, okay, it's, it, that would be good for me if I was in that situation. So, you can, if you apply the process given by God, the yoga is a gift from God for the people that want to come to be one with Him, that want to come to know Him. It's, that's what it, it's a gift. And, and it's just like, uh, if, I, if I accept the gift and I apply it, then the changes happen in me. You know, it's like, it's kind of like if, if uh, um, you know, if I'm dirty, uh, I can't, like my hand's dirty, my leg is dirty, my whole thing is just caked with dirt, and I'm trying to clean myself, and no matter what I touch, I'm just moving the dirt around, I'm not cleaning it, right? So, it's, I need a cleansing agent, right? I can't just do it myself. So, I go into the shower, and then just the act of me going into the shower makes it so I become cleansed, right? So, this is what the process of yoga, it's like a shower. <laughs> or the mantra meditation is like a shower. We chant mantras and it cleanses our heart, cleanses our consciousness. And then um, gradually the desire to be one with God um, comes about in our hearts. And then not only that, we, we begin to taste the positive taste and the positive happiness from it that makes it so we become fearless. You see, as, as when you taste the pleasure that is derived from your natural constitutional position of being the servant of God, then um, uh, this taste, this positive, pleasurable taste, uh, makes it so uh, your will, because because of the happiness from it. We do, in other words, we do what makes us happy, right? Everyone's just going to do where they get, they're going to do what brings them pleasure, right? Just naturally it's what, 
we have a hard time not doing that, right? So uh, it's really a matter of tasting the positive pleasure. And then once we taste the positive pleasure, then it becomes very easy. You're doing what you want to do, you see? So yoga is actually very natural for the soul. But because of our disease state, our disease consciousness, what is nat naturally sweet tastes bitter, right? There's a disease called jaundice, where the, you go all yellow and your tongue goes all yellow. And when you taste sugar candy, it tastes bitter. It doesn't taste sweet, right? But sugar is naturally sweet. But because of the disease condition, it tastes bitter, right? So the cure for that is taking the sugar candy and then gradually it cures the disease and you can tell your disease is being cured because it tastes sweet, right? So in the same way, we, we take the mantra, we chant the mantra, and we may not have much attraction for it in the beginning. It may even taste bitter, but uh, as we uh, taste it more and more, or we practice it more and more, it becomes sweet. And then uh, as it becomes sweet, we can, because it's becoming sweet, is, uh, in other words, the mantra is God. God is descended in the mantra. It's a transcendental sound. So our association with God becomes more and more sweet. We're becoming cleansed of our disease. And uh, so this is the process. It's a process of, of yoga, bhakti yoga, which allows you to come to this point. So you're not going to be able to do it by simply mental trickery or some type of psychology. But if you apply uh, the, the process of yoga into your life, then gradually this, this change of consciousness comes about, and then you're able to um, live free of fear. Okay?